Welcome to the Promo Cares Radio Podcast, where we share the stories about the good being done in the promotional products industry. From philanthropic efforts to cause marketing to giving programs, these are the people who are inspiring others to improve the world through promo. To learn more about Promo Cares, visit promocares.org. Now, on with today's show. Hi, welcome to Promo Cares. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. So great to meet you. So it's Tamar. Yes. And I didn't ask you how to say your name. Sebesta? Sebe- oh, you got it right. Most people actually call me Sebesta. Don't know where that comes from. But... Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, yeah. That's a beautiful name. I love that name. Well, welcome. Yeah. Thanks for spending some time with us on here today. We really appreciate it. Of course. I'm excited to be here. All right. So we're going to just do a little interview and just kind of get to know you a little bit. So um, what kind of career in the promotional industry did you want to get into when you first heard about our industry? Because our industry is absolutely bizarre and crazy. And no one has like a, I grew up and wanted to be a promotional products person. So what's your story? How did you get into it? And what aspect do you like? So I'm young. I'm only 20. And I'm a full-time college student. And I'm a part of the Guardian Scholars program on my college campus. So they let out um, an email with different like job opportunities and internships. And one of them was for doing good works, which is where I currently work. And basically, they were like, you know, encouraging us to apply there. And I at the time, I was like, really stressed out. And I was like, I don't really have time to do all this. But like I should and it seems like like a good fit for me. So I applied with no resume and I got it. And I was like, ooh, this is so (laughs) exciting. So um, I didn't really know what the promotional industry really was. And it was totally new to me. So as I was interning there, it was basically more on the mission side, helping foster youth and researching different outcomes, which is really what I'm passionate about since I was a formal one. Very Um, cool. Stop for a second. That is awesome. So you were able to like see the cause and then be like, I can totally pull this in through our industry the promo industry. Like it makes sense. So cool. Exactly. So (laughs) that's what um, our CEO, Jordan, that was his idea. And I was like, I love that. Like, I want to work for you guys, you know, like after this internship and I never knew how I could make a difference with like what I was passionate about while also, you know, making money. And it seems like doing good works was already doing that. So I was like, I really need to stay here. Like, so they offered me positions. So I'm currently the ambassador of good news. So I do lots of different like research regarding like different podcasts and blogging just to help get the word about us out there, you know, to let people know that it is possible to make a difference in people's lives while also, you know, making money. Cause that's also like so important. <laughs> like, in, right. especially We are from California. So, you know, it's like an essential thing. Um, but yeah, I just really love what they do and what I'm now doing here. And I've grown a lot in the past year and I'm really blessed to be a part of this industry. Very cool. Okay. We didn't hear which uh, school you go to. Oh, I go to Orange Coast College. I'm Orange playing. Coast College. Okay. All right. So tell us a little bit more about the fostering world that you were part of growing up and, and kind of your story back there. So from when I was younger, I went to a Christian school. So I was around a lot of privileged people that didn't necessarily have any hardships that they were proud. Does that, I'm not sure yeah. how to describe that, yeah. but obviously everyone has their hardships, but the group that I was surrounded by, it was almost like I felt like an outsider because my issues were more prominent and more looked upon. Um, I was taken from my mom when I was in fifth grade. She is a drug addict and I, she basically, there's a lot of abuse that was going on in the home between her abusing me and my dad. And she essentially lied to like the courts and all that. And our court system is so skewed. They basically believed my dad did all this stuff because she said it, even though none of it was true. Um, So he wasn't able to take care of me. So I was placed in a group home for a little bit. 
at Orangewood. And basically my friend, one of the families that I was really close to, her family took me in, which I was really blessed. So as a child, it was still so traumatic. I personally don't remember a lot of my childhood, but I remember a few things that really, you know, impacted me that like, I can look back on and be like, wow, like as an adult, like that is totally something that relates to my current life. Um, But when I was younger, it kind of all mended together into a big like blurb, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I always felt like something was different about me. And I always wanted to be a voice for whatever that was. And I never knew I was like, and I was surrounded by all these people. And growing up, I never felt like I was heard. And I always kind of surrounded myself with people who didn't come from that background because I was trying to run from it. So Mm -hmm. after being an adult and working in the promo industry, helping foster youth, I realized, oh, my God, like I could have had such a worse outcome. (laughs) Yeah. My outcome was already so it was so difficult already what I had gone through. I was like, if that family did not take me in while I couldn't live with my father, I would have been aging out and probably would have had a lot of issues than I have now. And I'm also, I had my son when I was 15. Um, And at the time it was an easy choice for me. I always felt disconnected from my family. I didn't really have one. So for me, it was kind of like, I, I never questioned it. I always was really proud of my choice and it was very like good for me. And it helped me like really get to where I am today. Like it helped me go to school and it helped me just work through all my stuff, so to speak. And I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that I didn't have a mom growing up and mm-hmm. I felt this motherly connection um, that I needed to like do right by like my own. Absolutely. And it's really interesting for me because I've now met so many people who are in the same boat as me and have similar stories, but a lot of them are so afraid to speak their mind. So many people who have gone through these things have a fear of just society and just admitting that they've gone through stuff. And I've come into my own shoes so I can do that for them. I want to be like a voice for people who aren't ready to tell their story. And I feel like that is so important for just the world to hear, to know that these people are out there and to know that there's a way to benefit them and help them become a success story. Because the issue is that they view us as success stories, people like me who went to school and get everything done in their life, you know, have a job, have a good house. But the reality is we're kind of just survivors and we have like it's it's almost like people act as if we forgot where we came from but we didn't we just have moved on from what we've gone through and we want to give back to others so that's kind of what I'm passionate about and where I came from and so tell us a little bit about where you work now and and what they do so at doing good works we help foster you so we do promotional merchandise that goes back to the planet and we use sustainable companies that we know are not you know messing things up in our industry Mm -hmm. yeah it's very important and for me the reason obviously those things are so important too but what I find is really cool we have a program that hires foster youth so they help with packing out events and just getting them employed and giving them job experience which I have been a part of and it's been a blessing to me I met so many really cool individuals and had a community which is something that I didn't have growing up I didn't have a community of people to just be able to call on, you know, and they offer that they give that. And it's really cool because they provide food, they provide Uber rides to help them not worry about what they're going to eat that day or how they're going to get there. And it's a really cool program that I love being a part of. Um, I think it is so, I just love it. And especially because we hire people of all age groups. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're secluded to having to be in college or having to be 
you know, 18 or 19, like there's people that are in their twenties, people that are younger. So it's very versatile and it helps everyone. And I feel like getting the word out there that this is a program that exists would be really helpful to lots of people. Absolutely. I think when you, when you hear about situations like this, it's like, there's so many barriers. So the more barriers you can remove for them, like, like giving an Uber ride to the event or giving them a job or giving them the opportunity to, to thrive. It's like, you have to take away all the reasons why you can't do it. Cause I'm sure the mindset is you've lost your voice and it's like, no, I have a voice and, and, and here are all the things that are in my way. Let's knock those out of the way so that you can go and thrive. And it, it's really cool to hear that that all is happening. It's so cool. I love it. Exactly. For me, it was something that I definitely needed to be a part of. I wanted to do it young. I want to get my name out there now to let people know that like you can start anytime. Like I don't want to be honestly a 50 year old success story. I want to be a young one so that people that are going through it that are currently my age group, they're going to be able to look at me and be like, wow, like she's doing it now and she's talking about it. And that it'll hopefully start like a, like a tidal wave of just every movement. Literally, (laughs) Love it. I love it. So that would be the lasting impact. Like you want to have this legacy of like, you're never too young. You're never too old. Like you want to just go for it. And I want to let everyone know that you're not alone. I definitely felt very alone and I want people to know that that's not the case. Right. And that it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. I was a very stubborn young one when I was like, (laughs) that was an early preteen. I was so stubborn and I grew up really fast. Yeah. I definitely, I know it sounds like I'm so young now, but for me, I feel like I'm old because I dealt with a lot. And I always was so stubborn and didn't want to ask for help. I didn't want to admit my flaws, but I, even though my dad, he took custody of me once he was able to, he was very absent for a lot of it. He was really busy and I ended up just having kind of to take care of myself and that doesn't make him a bad person, but it definitely did impact what I knew mm-hmm. as, as a growing adult. And it I, definitely, I had to come here on my own. So So those are all things that have shaped you moving through, you know, it's like, you know, not having a present parent and two parents essentially in the end. And it's like, those all, those all impact you, even though it wasn't their intent, it's what actually the product was. And it's, it's, it's really cool to see that you like mindset is so important. And your mindset is like, I'm going to push through, I'm going to bulldoze through this. Like, these are the circumstances I'm dealing with, but you're turning it on a, on a dime to like, to make it good and do good for others. And that is so inspiring. That's so cool to see, especially at your age. Cause I feel like you guys get a bad rap. <laughs> I feel like your generation, they're like, Oh, it's like, no, there's some really cool people in this generation and they're going to change the world. Like let's get out of the way. <laughs> let's let them do it. <laughs> exactly. And something that we're trying to come up with right now that a lot of schools, colleges, and just different government programs and aid that they offer, you have to age out of foster care. And a lot of people that I work with are like me, and it's like we were in foster care, but we didn't age out, so to speak. And right now, our company is trying to find a way to be like, hey, like, there's some people that maybe should have stayed in foster care, so mm-hmm. to speak, in the way of like, you know, just because you didn't age out doesn't mean that your family situation was great. You know what I mean? Right. And for us, it's really important to let people know that the trauma is still there. And right. for me, the mental health part of the aspect is also so important. Um, just seeing how trauma affects people and being a, like a survivor of multiple different traumas myself, it definitely is impactful. And I feel like labelizing and categorizing these people is not helping anyone. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of just, it's unique to everybody. So right. that's the aspect I kind of bring to the table is I have that unique perspective of going through a tiny bit of every category. Um, so I can a little bit relate to everything and then 
you know, people find comfort in that, knowing that there's people out there who understand them. Yeah. And that have been through similar situations because there are some people that cannot relate. I mean, they grew up in a, you know, like the cookie cutter and they had the mom and the dad and no divorce and all the things, which is awesome. But there are a lot more people that have dealt with trauma in all kinds of different ways. So being able to, I also love how you, you're, you're filling the gap. So, you know, like, okay, we've aged out or we didn't age out, but it doesn't take away the fact that, you know, we didn't check this box and okay, this is the stereotype that you're going to fit into and you don't need any help. It's like, no, we do need some assistance. We need to bring up that tribe in the village around us to be able to make, you know, better decisions or whatever, Uh, it's just, it's really cool. I love when people find the gap and then they fill it. It's like, instead of sitting back and being like, well, that's just what happened. It's like, no, this needs, this needs work. And and that you see that and that you're figuring out ways around it. I love that. I don't like people sitting by watching. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Love it. Um, so you're young, you said you're 20 years old. So do you think that's an advantage to what you're dealing with? Or do you find that you come up against people that are like, oh, she's too young. She doesn't know. I feel like it's an advantage in a way and also disadvantage. It's kind of an advantage of saying I have a clear perspective that a lot of people forget they had. And Mm -hmm. I noticed as a teenager, you always say like, oh, my parents don't understand me, you know, or, oh, my school counselors don't understand what I'm going through. It's not that they don't understand. It's just that they experienced it a lot longer than like they're older. So it was a newer experience for them. I tell them all the time, like, it's not that, you know. Is that they don't have that clear perspective, which is also what aids me as a young parent. Mm-hmm. I might not have everything 100% set. <clears throat> oh my gosh. <laughs> but you, but I, I love how you're saying, like, and, it, and by the way, it doesn't matter if you're 20 or 46, like me, like, you never figure out parenting. There is no, you know, great book that fixes everything. So it's like, think the, um, when you're, when you're younger, you, you can connect more to that because you also have that childlike look to it. Like, I'm like, you look at it through different eyes and I would look at my 15 year old, you know, it's like, exactly. That's your son is 15. it's like, this is going to be amazing. Cause you're going to be able to definitely. Exactly. And that's what offer in the industry too. I have that childlike eyes where I can look at things and be like, this is a direct impact and let people know what's really important. Cause what's important when let's say you were my age might be different from people my age that are in this current generation. So there's always the same issues, but I feel like it varies just on culture and what's going on in society during that time. And that's why it's kind of a benefit. The only disadvantage that I guess it would have is that I don't know everything. And I'm one of those people that can admit that and I'm still learning and growing. So a lot of people that are older might have their doubts and I just have to prove them wrong. That's how right. I view it. I'm like, you might have doubts because I'm young, but I will prove you wrong. And then you'll right. be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of like, it's definitely difficult having to go the extra mile all the time with everything, mm-hmm. but being an impacted youth and being a teen mom, I already do that anyway. So right. for me, it's just kind of another stepping stone that I overcome in the end. Right. I love how it was like this, you know, I believe in, in God myself. And it's like this divine intervention. It's like you, you want to um, live into this and what your legacy is going to be. And it doesn't matter what you believe, but it's like, you know, you were put on this earth for a reason and all those things happened. And it's like, you're using it for the good and you're at a place and a workplace where you can actually make money <laughs> and like support yourself and do what that fire is inside because the fire exists for a reason. And so many people don't think to go and figure out what that is. And it's so cool to see at 20 that you're like, this is it. Like, this is my thing. And it's, it's very refreshing. 
very refreshing. (laughs) I think overall with this program that you're doing and everything, you know, you look at it with childlike eyes, but why should people jump into the foster care arena? Like what are some things that they can do and, and how can you help, help guide people to get involved? That's what we're trying to figure out too, having how to make this on a global scale, because it impacts a lot more people than you think. Mm -hmm. And Maybe the statistics that are out there, they're already really high in it in, of, in and of itself. However, that's just counting people really who aged out. Right. If you count in everyone who's been put in foster care, been taken from their parents or have had an absent parent or were homeless or somehow impacted by something along those lines, it's going to be a lot higher and it's going to affect a lot more people than you think. And that's right. why it's so important because if those traumas aren't dealt with, that's going to affect their mental health, which then relates into their, if they're in college, their education, then it'll relate into their career. It'll relate into how they parent, into how they have families. Yep. And it's not fair for them to be secluded and not um, heard. Right. And I guess things that would really help is people being aware of it and not being um, segregatory, especially in the workplace, especially um, just in general. It's kind of like you know, you say you're a foster youth and people assume that you're not going to really, I don't know, like give out, you know, they assume that maybe something's like wrong with you or that, you know, you're not good enough. And in fact, I think it makes you even more better, you know, right. in that sense, you can relate to the hard things and you're going to get it done. Right. So I guess it would be by changing the stigmatization that comes from a lot of people. Right. And the same thing goes for teen parents, same thing, um, especially being both being in foster care and being a teen mom, that's like two, (laughs) two dives right there. Um, It's definitely letting them know that the fact that you're able to overcome a lot shows what grit you have as a person and changing, changing the mindset, because that's the most important thing. People and organizations can donate money. You know, they can go to fundraisers, but that's not going to change the mindset of how we feel. So if people really want to make a difference, it's by letting them research so that they know accurately how to help these people and how to be good bosses and Mm -hmm. good coworkers and just good individuals. And I feel that's definitely the most important thing that needs. It's like going up the river and, you know, putting a bandaid on something and making the dam so that it stops, but it's not fixing, you know, the pile up of the water that's about to come through. So like, what can you do to, help give the resources or the education because knowledge is power, especially when it comes to that. Cause I think your immediate reaction is, Oh, they were abandoned. So they're the baggage has got to be crazy and they're not going to you know be able to function as a, an adult in society. And it's like, no, there's actually, we can help them, you know, get the tools they need to be able to do that. And also like we can actually make them super contributors to society. If we're, if we're able to focus, it's pretty cool. Exactly. Something that I find interesting that I like to think about is sometimes baggage can be really beautiful and it's not always bad. It mm. makes your life interesting and it almost gives you a purpose, you know, like once you get through the emotions of it, you can look back and use the things you've gone through to good. Right. You know, you could even use a certain mental disorders for good. Right. If you're super OCD, you know what, use the OCDness to get your work done, you know, right. like, there's a way to turn every negative thing into a positive. And the issue is, especially with our fast paced culture here, um, people feel left out and people that need a little bit more time feel like they can't get it done. And it's not their fault, you know, right. and letting people know how to turn their like damaging aspects of their life into something that's going to grow. 
Right. And it's also really important to let survivors know that you can change your outcome and make it something really beautiful. So that's right. like how I like to view it personally. So you have a lot on your plate. You're, are you still, you're still in college. Yes. <laughs> you have a full-time job. You have a son. So what do you, where do you go for res- like a rest or like building yourself back up? Cause you have this amazing, powerful, positive attitude and that will take you, you know, so many places. Like I have the same stressors that every other adult has um, and a few more. I definitely am a fast paced person. I like having a lot of things on my plate because um, when I don't, I get really depressed. When I don't have things going on, I don't find, I don't find nothing relaxing. I'm one of those people that it'll drive me crazy and I'll feel like like my mind will just go to places it shouldn't go. So I like to add on tasks. I like to stay busy. Um, but sometimes I do need a break. And when I do need a break, it used to be the gym for me. I would exercise and that was a serotonin release during COVID. I really struggled, um, being at home and having the gyms closed, having physical activity. I don't like really walking outside. I hate the heat. (laughs) I figure I live in California. Um, (laughs) so for me, I used to like reading and I, for recently, for other reasons, I've had lots of brain fog, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's been, difficult for me trying to find the current thing but for me it's always changing and what I find peace in is driving and just thinking and thinking about my life and just kind of reflecting I found a lot of peace in reflection and um just enjoying quality time with people that love me and that I love and I finally realized that you don't need a thousand friends you don't need a thousand people in your life you can have a small circle and those people are the ones that are going to be there or die. Um, kind of with the people I love. That's what's refreshing for me because I don't have a lot of free time. So I like to spend it with people that I enjoy being around. Right. Exactly. I was listening to a podcast the other day and the guy was like, call someone right now, text him right now and say, I love you. I appreciate you. And I'm sorry, I don't tell you enough. And it's like, if everyone did that, what a world it would be like letting people know. Cause it's, I think right now with COVID and all this fragmented, everyone is going to have trauma of some sort at some level Cause it just, it was not normal for humans to just be siloed and put on islands. And it's like, to be able to think that we can start doing that. And even though it's a text or a call and it's not connected, if you're, you know, all the COVID world, but just saying, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm sorry. I don't tell you enough. It's like, Oh, that is such a great thing to say. <laughs> I would like to hear that more <laughs> from the people I love, you know? So cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate all your your story and sharing it with us. It was really cool to meet you. (laughs) Yes. I'm glad I got to come on and talk. I've always wanted the opportunity to do so. And I'm really glad that you guys were able to provide that.